Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Uh, joining me today, we've got a plethora of guests. Uh, Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going? Baseball Liam is back in the house. Baseball Liam. I'm glad it's sticking, mate. Well, it's, you've called me much worse things, so I'm just going to go with it. Oh, come on, don't say that live on air. People might think I'm a, I'm a terrible person. There's got many episodes on. to find that out. Uh, also joining me, Ollie Broom. Ollie, how's it going? Evening, mate. Probably a little bit less tired than you. Yeah, you've done the sensible thing, some would say, and not staying up for the draft. But I'm feeling perky, I think is the word, word to use. Also joined by Ben Rollo. Ben, how's it going? Hey, doing all right, thank you, mate. Yep, nice to nice to be back, and uh, yeah, ready to uh, to live it all over again tonight. Good man, and for, uh, finally joined by Olivia. I think we can say kind of a guest host now of the podcast. Your fourth time. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Um, great night of entertainment, and I'm looking forward to get stuck into it. You and me both. Obviously, you can probably all tell that I'm smiling much more than I normally do. <laughs> Is that because um, Kings of Leon are still playing? It's because I love Kings of Leon. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's just I, don't, I don't know why you're so happy. I don't know, George. Tell us. I figured something good had happened when I got up this morning and I couldn't see your village on fire in the distance. <laughs> I thought you may have burned the place down if you didn't. <laughs> I, was prepared, I was fully prepared to go on a, on a riot last night. But, um, yeah, obviously... Um, we, we might as well get stuck into it. Um, I want to because I'm literally that excited about it. Um, the Bears taking Justin Fields at 11. Um, I remember Rollo getting a message from you last night when it was all going on. I was about 30 seconds behind everything and you just messaged me saying, George, George, I was like, oh God, what's going on? What's going on? It was just yeah. carnage. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to kind of blatantly give it away because we knew that you were slightly behind. But at the same time, it was like I, I they hadn't announced it, but I saw behind Rich Eisen on the on the feed, like uh, up where it had the um the the, tea, the you know the team that was on the clock. I was like, I'm sure that says Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was like, how do I how do I get George's attention without making it blatantly obvious? But of course, just saying George in capital letters over and over again, it worked. Uh, I think I think probably worked, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were all having me on. I thought there was always an inside <laughs> joke, and I still couldn't see it on the screen. I was like, they're not, they're deaf. Because Liam, before this, we spoke, and um, I said, right, we've got to trade with the Cowboys. I think it's the smart thing to do. And you were like, you're definitely not taking a quarterback. Definitely not taking a quarterback. I'll tell, tell you what, though, I didn't think you were. And I, I think the Bears might have played the biggest ace up their card of all time. <laughs> oh, no, he'll definitely turn into a Trubisky 2.0. But for now, I'm going to be very, very excited about. Um, Justin Fields, who for me was probably the second best quarterback in the draft. I know that's probably controversial, and um, even someone here might have differing opinions of that. But I mean, Ollie, are you surprised that he dropped as as low as eleven, really? Yeah, but it seemed to be trending in that direction. You know, his his draft stock was falling for whatever reason, 
Um, so as soon as he went out of sort of the 10 range, sort of past uh, the Denver Broncos, I think they yeah, did really well to, to go up and get him. And yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and he's going into a division where there's quite a lot of uncertainty, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for them to, you know, grab him for the next few years. Yeah, I love it. Great move. Olivia, were you surprised that teams above didn't take a, a take a shot? You know, Detroit Lions, um, Denver Broncos, even the Carolina Panthers, you know, all not the most certain quarterback situations. Yeah, I was actually. Um, when he dropped to Denver, I was convinced that he was going to be taken there. I think the Rogers situation, I think that's definitely had an impact one way or the other, whether Denver think they have a legitimate shot at him. Like it's all up in the air at the minute, so I can't really say. I'm surprised he passed the, the Broncos passed then. I'm surprised the Panthers passed. I know they traded for Sam Darnold and they gave up a second and a fifth. And but there was reports coming out that said if Fields dropped, they, um, you know, they it was a real possibility that he was taken then. So when they passed on him uh, for a cornerback as well, I was. I was not as surprised as Denver, but I was surprised they passed and uh, got in with Donald. But as soon as it came past, then I said, the Bears, they need to trade up. You can't, for the main reason, they can't let New England uh, get the hands on him. But yeah, I'm very glad he's landed in Chicago and I think he'll do brilliantly, to be honest. I think he really will. Yeah, obviously, I really hope so. And Ben, obviously, from a Giants point of view, I think the trade worked out well for, for both teams, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, as soon as the Eagles moved up above us, you know, I guess we'll probably talk about that at some point. But uh, I was kind of like, we, we, we need to trade down because they, they went up and got the guy that I think I'm pretty sure, I mean, judging by the guy that we took at 20, you know, we we were all in on probably on Devontae Smith getting to us at 11. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love the deal. Um, getting that future first uh, for a year where we're actually going to be able to scout players properly. There's going to be a full college season. Uh, the combine, all of the kind of, all the draft processes are going to be back up and running, hopefully touch wood, cross fingers and everything. Um, How hyped are you going to be next year? Mate, this time next honestly, year, you're going to be in overdrive. Honestly, two first round picks. And, and listen, like I mean, I'd love nothing more, George, than for, for us to be picking 32 and 30 next year. Obviously, you guys losing in the in the in the uh, you know the championship, the conference yeah, championship obviously, game, yeah. but uh, and us win the Super Bowl. But you know, there's a chance if you're gonna be starting a rookie or even if you're gonna be leading on Dalton for half a season, it might not be a fantastic season. So we could be looking at a top half draft pick there. I don't want that to happen. I mean, I kind of do, but listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Justin Fields for his whole career apart from next year. If he can go over to 16 next year and then win the Super Bowl 50 years in a row, fine. But, I'd but, take yeah. that. I'd, I'd happily yeah. take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be good with that. No, I'm, happy. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> I, know, I know one person who isn't, isn't too happy because, Liam, um, you've been making Andy Dalton jokes at me for weeks now. And I've said for weeks on the podcast that the Bears will trade up. They'll trade up because jobs are dependent on it. So what do you make of it all, mate? No, you've done bloody well, haven't you? <laughs> I'm eating humble pie here. Yeah, you've done really well. Um, I think, I agree with Livia, I think you've got QB2 and I think you've got the franchise of the future and you're going to be a pain to play every year now. So, yeah. All right, mate. Well, that's enough about the Bears anyway. <laughs> We've done that. We've got my happiness out of the way. Um, let's go through our other teams as well. So, obviously, Trevor Lawrence was the pick at number one. I don't think anyone was surprised about that and... 
he'll do very well, I'm sure, down at the Jags. But Olivia, your Jets are at number two, um, taking Zach Wilson, which again was kind of a foregone conclusion. But you also moved up to 14 to swap with Liam's Minnesota Vikings. Um, what did you make of all that? Yeah, I thought it was a win-win trade for both teams. I think both came off very well. Um, I said in the last episode, I would love nothing more for the Jets to have Elijah Vera Tucker. And I was very happy when they traded up. We have lost two third rounds. But I think, you know, Joe Douglas said he had him as a top 10 player. And we need to not make the mistakes we did with Sam Darnold. We need to protect our young quarterback. So I'm very happy with that. There's a big chance that we trade down and get back into the third round. And I think Minnesota as well, that was absolutely brilliant trade by them. You know, I'll give them all the praises because they got those two third rounds and they ended up with Christine Darasaw, who is a fantastic player, who I think they might have picked at the original spot. So I don't I think, think anyone blinked. would have even blinked if they took him at 14. No. So it, to trade yeah. down and still get him, it was a risk, but it paid off big time. Yeah, I think... You know, I think all the trades, to be fair, in the first round, I think all the teams that were involved did very well in them. There was no one-sided trades, but yeah, I really like what Minnesota did there. And I think both teams came off happy with it. So yeah, can't complain. I don't know if Liam thinks the same way or not, but yeah, good, good trade. Go on, Liam. What do you make of it all, mate? Slick Rick does what he does best. Trading down, getting us picks. Yeah, really happy with it. Um, To be honest, I'm just happy we got O-line. Um, questionable if he's going to play guard or tackle yet, but we'll worry about that in August. So, yeah, I'm pleased we've just got what we need and we didn't do what Spielman does and goes for defence. So, yeah, really positive and really good to see. He was the right player there for you as well, wasn't he, Liam? Derrishaw, I mean, he probably was the the third best tackle, um, if he plays tackle, that was on on the board. Um, Exactly what you needed. And as Olivia said, that really couldn't have played out any better for the Vikings. No, I really thought, because I remember texting you guys last night when it was the Eagles and Giants and Cowboys. I was like, we've lost all, all the linemen are going to go. Like, we're screwed. But luckily, it worked out in our favour, didn't it? Yeah, I, I, I really like Darasaur as a player. I, I think I think he'll, I think think he's more of a kind of pure tackle. Uh, I think that's where he'll end up playing. But, I mean, he was being talked, talked about by some, some guys as kind of, you know, borderline top 10 picks. So... Yeah, absolutely. If you if you'd gotten him in your original spot, I don't think anybody would have batted an eyelid. Um, so yeah, we'll play. But yeah, I, I heard I the Forty think... ers Sorry, not the 49ers, no, no, The Chargers no. wanted him as yeah, well. Um, so for me, just one last thing on the Jets. I think the Jets. I think the Jets won last night. I think they absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed oh, it. Tell me, won something? I don't know if you get a trophy for it, but um, yeah, I mean, um, obviously, you know, uh, obviously Zach Wilson. Um, he, he looks a he looks a real player, um, but yeah, a, AVT. I absolutely love AVT, and again, I would have been happy with him at eleven for the Giants. Like, I would have been more than happy. Yeah. Looks like looks like kind of being a, a kind of top of the line guard, if not tackle. Uh, probably probably gets moved inside to guard, but yeah, I mean, you, listen, you get you get your quarterback, you protect him. You got Mackay Beckton, and now you're going to have uh, AVT as well on on that line. Like that's that that's two premier pieces to uh, to protect your QB. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy with it, yeah. I completely agree. I think the Jets absolutely smashed it last night. I think looking at all our teams, really, we've had quite a good night. It was worth staying up till, I can't remember, I think mm-hmm. I fell asleep at 4am. I know you boys were up a bit a bit later. Me, me and Rollo were, I don't know, but I presume Olivia was there to the end, but me and Rollo were there till 10 past yeah. 5. 
Uh, about your um, your Giants, Rollo, we've mentioned the trade, obviously, but um, the reason the trade was in place is because of what the Eagles done at 12, moving up to 10, and trading with the Dallas Cowboys for Devonta Smith. First things first, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, ultimately, what it tells you is that the Cowboys are more scared of us than they are of the Eagles. Simple as that. Like, they knew who the Eagles were going to go up to get. Uh, the Eagles aren't in a great place. You know, it's all well and good having Devontae Smith, who's an elite separator. You know, I mean, he's a, I mean, I, mean, I love Devontae Smith, and I would, I would take him in a heartbeat. But listen, he's 160 pounds soaking wet, and he's going to get torn in half by our cornerbacks, right? So, but so he's terrible. But no, um, <laughs> this is Kevin Kevin, right? Isn't no, it? I'd no, love listen, it if we beat him. <laughs> it, like, it, it, what, what it means is that, like, the Cowboys knew because the Cowboys were, I think, were going to probably be as soon as the two, two corners were gone, they were all in on Micah Parsons. They knew they could get Parsons after us. I don't think they, I think, you know, a kind of a, a, a guy with that kind of much boom or bust potential, I, I think they were pretty solid that we weren't going to be on him. So, um, yeah, they've, they've gone, who who would we rather have Devontae Smith on? And they've, and they've gone with, they've gone with the Eagles. So once that was done, it's like, you've got to move on. And I thought we, um, yeah, I thought we dealt with it in the absolute best way possible. Yeah, definitely. As we say, that trade's worked out brilliantly. So obviously you were then picking 20 and picked up Kadarius Tony. Um what are your thoughts on Tony? Obviously, he had a slight drop issue last year, but other than that, he looks like a number yeah. one receiver. I mean, I, to be fair, I, I kind of went back and and kind of watched some more stuff on him. I mean, I, you know, I think I don't watch much. I can't really watch much kind of college game tape and stuff. I'll, I'll try and kind of um, get kind of consensus opinions from people. And actually, to be fair to him, he actually had quite a low drop rate. So, I, so I was kind of a bit surprised at that because everybody's kind of saying we're not sure about the hands. I think he dropped a couple at the senior bowl, and it was like, right, okay, he's got drop issues. But actually, he had he had a pretty pretty effective um, kind of catch rate, especially on deep balls. But I mean, I don't like to use kind of the, the term gadget player because they don't really tend to work out very well, but that's what he looks like he's going to be. And if we can kind of get him in, in motion pre-snap and kind of give him that head start, you know, that kind of that, that, that moving head start. And um, then I think, I think he can, I think he can cause, cause some problems. I mean, it wasn't the guy that I would have taken. I, I, I was probably more leaning towards quitty pay um, mm-hmm. uh, on, on, on the defensive line, just because, you know, obviously we've invested a lot, well, we've missed a lot into both sides of the ball in free agency, but I think, you know, obviously with Galladay coming in and with Slayton and Shepard, I think it probably spells the end for Shepard after this year. Um, we can kind of cut him and save six, seven million dollars. Uh, and, you know, when we've kind of thrown this much money in free agency this year, I think we're probably going to be looking at kind of cuts next year. Um, but listen, I, I, I probably I, I would grade Tony at 20 as probably a B grade. But when you factor in the fact that we also picked up a first rounder and a fourth rounder next year and a fifth rounder this year. Cause we had a big gap. We didn't have a fifth rounder this year. So we had a big gap between our fourth and sixth rounders. Um, I think, I, I think that pushes up to, to, a, to a big win. I, you know, I put that pushed up to an A for me um, just because of that, that, that future pick again, we're not going to have much cap space next year. Now we've got two first round picks. We've got the opportunity to pick up two rookies to come in and, and make our team better without having to fork out loads of money. So yeah, I absolutely, I, I couldn't, could not be happier as a Giants fan. Good man, look at that! Look, we're all happy at the moment. This is come on, lovely stuff. Because the season hasn't started, that's why. Oh yeah, no, it'll be downhill <laughs> yeah. after ten minutes yeah. of the first game. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Ollie, I know you're a Giants fan as well. What did you make of the move? Because this this is a really good offense now. Obviously, with a premier running back and some serious weapons um, as a receiving core, Dan Jones has got no excuse. He's got nowhere to hide now. He's going to have just hope that they stay injury free, and you know he can get a proper chance. Um, I thought it was a bit un-Giants-like. I thought they'd probably take a lineman. 
Um, so yeah, to go and get skill player positions quite exciting for them. Um, and I think, it's, as been said, it's just a win-win all round, you know. And they'll be able to add two first rounders next year as well into the bargain. Yeah, Dave, or, or move up for a QB. Sorry, George. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, we'll, Listen, if DJ, if DJ isn't the guy, if, if DJ's got this year, and if he isn't the guy, then we sat there with two first round. And probably, if DJ isn't the guy, we're probably sitting there with quite a high first round pick next That's year. That's a really good um, point. So and we've got two picks if we want to make a move for, for a QB. I mean, potentially, you could be up against the Eagles for uh, a new QB. Oh. And I'll tell you what as well, right? Both for first rounders, both Eagles, to uh, go in. If, if the NFL don't put us against the Eagles week one, then something's wrong. Get that in prime time, get us against the Eagles. You always play the Cowboys game. week one. That's the standard schedule, isn't it? Sunday night football. After the Eagles lost on purpose at the end of last season, and then they got above us to get Devontae Smith, get us against the Eagles and let <laughs> kick their ass. Would you love it? I've, if got, um, I've got a mate who's an Eagles fan, and I asked him for a comment for the show. Um, he absolutely loved the Smith move. Reuniting him with Hertz. Um, and he said exactly what you said about the Cowboys being more scared of the Giants than the Eagles. Yeah, so. definitely. The Giants are a better team all over the pitch. They are a better team. And, you know, I know I've hyped up the Washington football team a lot, but the more I look at this Giants team, the more I do think they are the best team in the NFC East. Because, especially with Tony, I mean, Tony is great from what I've seen. Kenny Golladay is an elite receiver. And I just like the idea of Saquon Barkley having a huge year this year as well. And, you know, Dan Jones seems like such a nice bloke that I just kind of want it to work for him. Oh, yeah, you've you got to root for him, haven't you? You've got to root for him, yeah. It's exciting times, Ben, to be a Giants fan, mate. Mate, I'm absolutely high. And I, and I think just the last thing on the Giants, uh, I'll stop talking then. Um, I, they, they, they said leading up to the draft that they were happy with their young pieces on the O-line. And I think that's been proven. You know, I, I was fully expecting, yeah, a guy like Darasaw or AVT or we could have taken Rashawn Slater. So much, so much so much talk about Rashawn Slater coming to the Giants if he was there. But I think it just shows that that the, they're obviously confident in our O-line. I wouldn't be surprised to pick up a, an interior lineman in, the, in these next two rounds tonight. I'd quite like to see that along with maybe something on the defensive line. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, it's exciting. It's genuinely exciting times. Yeah. And I can't wait for it to all to crash and burn and for me to cry. But until that time, I'm loving it. Until life. then, mate, it's so Ride good. in the wave. It's so, you're right though, the excitement. I don't think I felt like that in sport when I saw that Bears um, single <laughs> logo come up and I was like, shit. And then there was a part of me thinking, please don't be Mac Jones. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the terror, the terror, yeah. yeah or, take, yeah. or take an offensive lineman because that terror went straight through me. And yeah. it's it's horrible until it actually happens. Here's, yeah. here's, here's a question for you all. So who's the, like, I know we've all followed the game for a different amount of times. Who's the best player you think you've seen your team draft? We know George's answer, possibly. Ooh. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph's <laughs> got a one-year extension, Ollie. So you know, oh, for God's sake! Oh, that's uh, a really good question, actually. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, Probably TJ Watt. Yeah, TJ Watt's a great. I'd show. go with uh, I'd go with Hakeem Nix. Um, he was uh, absolutely elite receiver, and but he had really bad an- ankle issues, which which forced him to retire early. But man, he was absolutely unreal. Unreal, yeah. See, all our good players are picked up from others, really, at the moment. I've only been watching the NFL for about four years, and obviously our best players are Khalil Mack, Alan Robertson, but they weren't drafted by by the Bears. Um, obviously, I won't pick Trubisky, because you know, <laughs> as, as much as I wish I could, I, I just can't. 
But yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question, Liam. What about you for your Vikings? It's got to be Peterson. Got to be Adrian Peterson. Um, well, the other, we see Jarrett Allen, I would have said, but we didn't draft him. He was in the trade. So yeah, Pe- Peterson for me. What about right. the Jets? Yeah, see. This is why um, I thought this question might be interesting. Jamal Adams? Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say Jamal Adams. He was, you know, I've only really like, properly been into it for the past five years or so. And Jamal Adams was the first draft that was, um, you know, that kind of took interest in. Um, completely wrong player for us at the time, quite obviously, mm. in retrospect. And, <laughs> you know, I was really excited. I, I just absolutely love watching him play. He's the first jersey. And then he went and broke my heart. And now I hate him. So, yeah, he's still, no, he's, he's still a fantastic player. And, um, yeah, he's definitely probably the most exciting that I've watched. And, you know, that's for box safety at the Jets. So clearly the standards aren't that high, but hopefully that's starting to change. <laughs> I mean, he's, you can't argue he's a good player, really. <laughs> Whether he's yeah, on the Jets or not, he's a good player. As well. so, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's perfect, yeah. That trade with the Seahawks has worked out so well for... Absolutely, for yeah, Jets. absolutely. You know, we flipped, at, you know, two first and second and then a number of other picks. And yeah, it's sad to see him leave and see him leave the way he did, but Joe Douglas got us a massive haul, and that'll just be the building blocks for our hopefully turnaround. But we'll see. Still cautiously optimistic, but yet it's the best thing to be after the draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've still got months before real football. <laughs> okay, let's talk Steelers then, Ollie, my friend. Um, Steelers at twenty-four were the first team to take a running back, uh, Big Najee Harris. What do you make of it, mate? Um, I quite like it, but I think they need to follow it up by taking an offensive lineman. I think tonight will be key, really, as to how they uh, proceed with that. Um, See, Ollie, I think you didn't go offensive lineman because it's so deep, and I think you went running back. See, in hindsight, at the time, I didn't think it was a great pick, but in hindsight, I think you did really well. Uh Yeah, I didn't think he'd still be on the board. I thought maybe someone like Miami might take him at eighteen. Um, so for him to be there, you know, they, they don't have a running game, so uh, yeah, they literally they... don't have a running back, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, good pickup. Um, they don't tend to give second contracts, so taking them in the first round, you get that fifth year option, you know, an extra year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's so good on tape. See, I think, Ollie, you've got a young running back and then... You can and an old quarterback. But I think you can bring him in and you can start to sort of train him up and he'll be there for the long term. Like, maybe Big Ben's going to go, but I can sort of see a whole young offensive growing and I think it could be start of something possibly for you. I hope you're right. I, I'm looking for them to um, take an interior lineman, maybe like a Creed Humphrey tonight. That's the hope. Yeah. Um, would you not say... I mean, I would have said that... Tackle probably would have would have been more of a concern. I don't know. It's it's see they've weird. they've got holes. They've they've got holes they need to fill. <laughs> I mean, you can literally <laughs> pretty much go anywhere along that line, couldn't you? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love I love Harris as a player. I just I just think if he can play, uh, you know, tackle, then yeah, happy days. But I feel like, I feel like tackle should have been the first play. But then you know, it's like guys like Tevin Jenkins are still there. Sam Cosme. 
uh, was it Jalen Mayfield? Uh, Ray, I really like Dylan Radens. Like I thought he could have snuck into the into the end of the first round. So like I don't know. You might need to you might need to move up. I feel like if there's a run on offensive tackles, maybe maybe by the middle of the middle of the second round. But maybe yeah. I mean they they haven't had a back like him since Jerome Bettis. So um, I mean I did think they may be looking at Kyle Trask. Um, that's probably out the window now that they've given Rudolph another year. Yeah, so I think that's gone, mate. Maybe, exactly. maybe they can uh, use that pick to move up and get one of these linemen that are still there. I think that's a smart move. As you know, Ben alluded to, that offensive line is pretty much shot to be. It's, it's maybe one of the worst in the entire NFL. Uh, so that really needs to be addressed in in the second round. Um, I'm not sure how your picks work out, whether you've got you've got one in the second, one in the third. and Yeah, they've got second, third, two fourths. Yeah, and then I, I don't think they've got a fifth. There's plenty of depth in this offensive tackle class, so, you know, there's a lot of time to do it. I was really interested by the pick. I think it's a, a very sensible pick. Um, you know, probably the best running back there. Um, I also think it spurred on the Jags at 25 to then jump on the running back bandwagon which i thought was a bit strange um but yeah no i like it i think it's really good and the one point that really struggled for the Steelers last season there was just no running game at all you know big ben had no option but to throw throw the ball when he did as quick as he did pretty he'll much. go straight in as the lead back um and then there'll be a, a bit of a fight behind him um but just trying just establishing a running game will help the passing game massively the running game is so important in the AFC North. Like, yeah, I mean, you don't want to see Roethlisberger throwing it 50 times a game. You know, choose some clock. Just, yeah, just use the run. I think now you're two-dimensional, it'll make you a lot more competitive and it'll make it a lot more interesting. Maybe it'll help Big Ben out because he won't be throwing it. I think it's really good. I think, I think good. he can... I mean, he's not very good at moving out of the pocket, but he can probably move backwards to hand it off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Range I think it's a really good point on, like, clock management. Um, but yeah, because as you say, in that division where you've got a couple of really strong running games, they're going to be able to eat chew clock uh, and just kind of yeah, just kind of run that run that clock down with um, with kind of consumer ease. You, I think, I think that's actually a really good point about picking up improving that run game to actually be able to kind of take some of that pressure off your defense. Um, there was games last year where they gave the other team the ball with two minutes left. I just off the top of my head. Titans missed a field goal to draw level. The Ravens were driving. I think the Broncos were driving. You know, if you've got a good running back, you can just chew that clock up and not even be in that situation. We've done that in Minnesota for years, so I know exactly what you mean. Did everyone see the Big Ben for prison sign at the start of the <laughs> NFL draft, by the way? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. That went quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I think I saw the guy get ta- taken off someone's shoulder. <laughs> You know they were they were like bringing people on stage. I oh, yeah. I assumed they were gonna like get to announce the pick or something, but they just got to sit in just, Roger's chair. Uh, I noticed just, a few yeah. of those picks they got asked, but they just went, "No, I don't want to move." That's what he was saying to them, like, "No, you just stay there. I'll, I'll handle this." <laughs> I thought he was telling them the pick, and then yeah, he did a couple of picks. I remember on the Browns one, he did. I mean, I think it was a Lions fan. I think he was wearing dungarees and he was dancing. Oh, God, yeah. And, Why did I mean, he bring his old chair there, though? He's fly-tipping. I mentioned oh. this before. That's the one from, <laughs> that's the one from the back of his house. I didn't know it was that easy to get rid of stuff. 
Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Not, he's, not, he's not get taking that back home, is he? Yeah, he no. taking that all the way back to wherever he lives, New York, wherever it is. Do you reckon his missus wanted to get rid of it? So it's like, so what can we do with the chair? Let's put it in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> is he like take it to the dump or take it to the draft? And look, look what's happened. You know, his bed um, out there today. <laughs> <laughs> Curtains tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, just a, wow. yeah. While on the topic of furniture, can I just say that Trevor Lawrence's house was a massive improvement from last year's number one. I love the open plan, the island in the kitchen, the decor. It was just, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there on record. Love that. The Lawrence family. Because I had a massive, I don't know if you've listened and on the UK Jets Twitter, I had a massive thing about Joe Burrow's curtains and interior decor and it just was not. It was not it. So I'm glad Trevor Lawrence pulled out the bag. And for that reason, I hope he's a success in Jacksonville. <laughs> Just because of I mean, if, if we're looking at, uh, at what's going on, you know, for people that weren't there live in person, I'm going to go dog watch. Three dogs yeah. were seen. Yeah. Including yeah. your boy, Justin Fields. I know. He's got a dog called Uno, I believe, which is also a great game. So, you know, fair play. And he's, he knows what he's, and he's about. Numero Uno for the Bears. Oh, lovely. That is lovely. That, Lovely tough, lovely that is tough. So good. I'll tell you what, you're wasted on here, Ollie, mate. You get you on TV. That is outstanding. Hey, I don't work with numbers for nothing. He's going to be the Saints accountant next season. That's what's going to happen. Cool. That's a job, I tell you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. New Orleans, call me. <laughs> right. Let's talk about some um, some other big trades. Uh, well, no, not big trades. Sorry. Uh, big big picks, really. Um, some notable ones, maybe questionable ones. Um, the first one I want to start with is the Bengals taking uh, Jamar Chase instead of Penai Suell. Um, Ollie, I've seen a big thumbs down from you first, so let's let's go to you. Um, so, it's back to the Jets for two six. I really like that they were aggressive going up to get someone to you know protect their new franchise asset, and the Bengals did not do this. Um, I would have taken Sewell there. Um, but obviously, Burrow got his wish of taking Chase. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good pick in isolation, but I think I would have gone offensive line. All right, Liam, come on, let's, um, let's hear your theory about this. So, regardless of what you think about Chase, I think that... So what I think what the Bengals are trying to do, regardless if you agree with it or not, is he's trying to go for his friend at receiver. So they're trying to build up a social group. And I think they're going to try and do the same with a lineman tonight. So they're going to sort of try and help the team and go for their mates rather than sort of necessarily the best players available. Doesn't I mean, mean I agree with it. Yeah, they're picking early second round, aren't they? So I think they're, 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 yeah, they'll probably go and get one. Yeah. I think play. they should have taken Sewell as well, but. What do we know? I I think for me, I don't know what you think, Rollo, but I think he was too good a player to to not. The line, you know what I mean. The line so, celebrating. Sorry, said oh yeah, minute. yeah. No, I mean Sewell is a, a generational tackle, and and he he was looked at uh, as being that the first day he stepped onto campus at Oregon, and then you get close to the draft, and everybody starts second second guessing themselves. People talking about Rashawn Slater being a more pro ready tackle and stuff, and you're like. Uh, Sewell's a beast, and he's twenty years old. Like, you know, I, I mean, he, he's a he's a monster. Yeah, it should have been him. I mean, you've probably all seen that kind of graphic on Twitter where you've got kind of uh, an image of Joe Burrow throwing it to any wide receiver when you've got Sewell protecting him, and you've got you've got Burrow throwing to uh, Chase with 
anybody at tackle on his on his ass, you know. So it's like if you haven't got anybody to protect him, it doesn't matter how long. I I, I know this as a Giants fan. If if you haven't got anybody to protect him and your protection is not working and you're getting sacked in two two and a half seconds, you ain't getting your ball off to your superstar wide receiver, whether they're best mates or not. I mean, someone um, said on Twitter that no their war room should have just been pictures of Joe Burrow's knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't, a seen a, in there. I haven't seen a knee that bad since, uh, sorry, but George fell over in Chelsea Station. <laughs> I still haven't recovered. That's an absolute, I reckon mine's worse than Joe Burrow, mate. Seriously. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> but I think, um, I think, um, I think they'll, they, they've got to go O line early second round and that could be where the run on tackles goes maybe there might be some moves trying to get into that kind of top uh five six seven eight range maybe for a little run on tackles um, i mean i feel bad now for slagging him off like jamar chase is fantastic player oh, yeah. ollie's not I... actually listening it's fine mate he is yes he is all <laughs> oh, right fashion sense is crap <laughs> yeah i think you're right i mean they did invest you know in a previous draft a number 10 pick in with a tackle they got riley reef who I know Liam's not too hot on, but I thought it was a, an average... I did uh, wonder that as well. If, yeah, average starter. You know, he'll do a job. But um, in terms of Penai Suel, he's he's gone to the Lions at seven. And the Lions are a team now where they've got protection for golf, but no one to throw to. They've got the opposite situation of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Olivia, would you think that, you know, I know how good Suel is, but, you know, you had Devonta Smith that was still on the board. Was a wide receiver maybe a better option? Or was it too hard to get rid of Suell? Yeah, I think it was a tough decision for them. I think I would have went... I mean, the board didn't break very nicely for them in terms of, you know, options. Uh, I think they, I probably would have reached at Devonta Smith there. I think the problem with the Lions, I know this is very rich coming from a Jets fan, is that they've had their starting quarterback for how many years? And it's almost impressive the fact that They've just not built around him. And like they've got the hardest thing. Like They got the quarterback sorted and then just everything else was absolutely awful, to put it quite nicely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, you know, he is a great player, so I can't so I understand why the Lions t- have taken him. It's just it, they did need a weapon. And maybe that comes in the second or third round. I don't know the draft position. Um what they're in. Yeah, it, the Lions are going to be an interesting one for next season. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they might be favourites for the number one pick, like almost regardless of golf. So yeah, I think they've really got to be aggressive the next few rounds if they want to do anything remotely successful next season. Again, that's harsh and rich coming from me, but it's just a quite a weird situation in Detroit at the minute, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, Rollo, you're you're nodding your head in agreement there, mate. I mean, Jared Goff is a is a good game manager, right, at QB. Mm. But how, how are you going to manage the game when you've got nobody to throw it to? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and he's going to be able to stand in the pocket with behind Suell. But again, you know, it's like how how long is he going to be able to stand in the pocket before he's like, well, what am I going to do now? Um, and maybe that's a little bit reductive. On, I mean, I don't, do you know what? I don't even know what they've got at receiver because obviously everybody walked. You know, yeah. Golladay, Marvin Jones has gone. I haven't got. I, I they've should, got TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Who? Um, yeah, I do, I do like every him. ball. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Goss going to throw it to himself somehow. But um, <laughs> yeah, 
I, 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 there's, there still are some wide receivers out there. What are they? They're picking. They're picking ninth um, tonight. And you know, you've yeah. So you've got like Terrace Marshall, another LSU receiver, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore. You know, three receivers there. I mean, I really like Diami Brown um, from North Carolina. Uh, I actually would have been okay mm-hmm. with us taking him at twenty, um, uh, but I, they they could go receiver there. I'd, I'd be shocked if they didn't try and add try and add a weapon. Uh, they they really need to. A lot to put on a rookie, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, come on, it, it come is. On, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, it's either that or you you, you don't put it on anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I feel like they sh- they should be going. They should be going for a weapon. Maybe, maybe they look at trading down. Maybe that's a slot where somebody could try and come up for an O lineman. Uh, and you know, it is, it is deep at receiver this class. So maybe they think they can pick up a receiver bottom half of the, of the second round maybe in the third round they could they could maybe go back to back on receiver or something like that but uh, you've got to think they've got to be adding weapons you reckon, maybe it's a case that Jared Goff literally can't throw it more than 10 yards so he's going to start throwing it to his own offensive lineman <laughs> and then they're just going to start making plays because they've drafted, they've drafted Seward as a tight end yeah <laughs> yeah tight end slash running back slash receiver yeah why not why not yeah it's a really weird situation down in detroit and olivia i think you're right to say that they're probably the number one favorites for the number one pick next year along with the houston texans who obviously didn't have a pick uh last night i don't even think they've got a pick in round two um i may be wrong there yeah. but they're having a bit of a nightmare um yeah, one team that i wanted to bring up that we spoke about on the mock draft about being sensible, or I thought they might be sensible, um, is the Raiders. Um, probably the strangest pick of the, the whole first round for me, taking Alex Leverwood at tackle. Now, from what I've heard, he's a good player. He didn't seem like a round one player. I think from Daniel Jeremiah's top 150, he was at 66. So, um, Rollo, what do you make of it? Uh, yeah, I mean Le- Leatherwood. Yeah, I-, I would I would have thought he would have been bottom half of the second round. I think he put- I think the Alabama factor probably would have pushed him up. But still, he's yeah. I mean he's he's a borderline top fifty player. I don't understand what they were doing. I think behind probably Peyton Turner to the to the Saints, who uh, you know on the kind of the aggregate ranking that that I have was ranked one hundred and twenty seventh, and and has gone at at, at twenty eight. Um, I- I- that was probably the strangest move for me, but. I mean, I just, I don't get it with Leatherwood. I mean, there are better tackles. There are still better tackles out there now. You know, like Tevin Jenkins is sat there. Daryl Shaw was on the board. Daryl Shaw was on the board, you know, and maybe maybe the Vikings were going to were gonna look at Leatherwood if, if Daryl Shaw had gone kind of thing, which you can understand a little bit more. Uh, but I, I, I don't understand. It's don't almost understand. like they they thought, right, um, Vera Tucker, Daryl Shaw, they're off the board. We're going to take this guy whatever happens. But they, they were ahead of the Vikings. They, yeah. They yeah. It makes no sense. It's almost like they decided it in advance and then Derrishaw's still there and they're like, uh, 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 we're on the clock. Uh, on the Mac, no matter what. To me, it's <laughs> just such a Raider pick. Yeah. I, I think Mike Mayock. it was a position of need, but they, you know, yeah, yeah. there was better players there. I think they've called him too early. You know, when you call an ex after you're, you're drunk, you've called him before... <laughs> Ten minutes later, what have I done? Like this is a terrible <laughs> idea, like, and uh, it's, you can't get out of it. You've made the mistake already, and uh, that's what I think they might have done. Liam, you got to be surprised by you know Mike Mayock isn't he's not an idiot, you know he knows what he's doing in the NFL, and this was a really strange pick. Yeah, I don't understand it. Mike Mayock, I remember when he was on NFL Network drafting, and he was absolutely brilliant. Um, 
I don't know, unless he's going to turn out to be like defensive rookie of the year and we're all going to be wrong, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Unlikely on the offense. Yeah, very unlikely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, mate, yeah. I had to do that to you. I blame the four hours sleep. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we just had them pegged as doing something weird and they didn't disappoint. Livers. Yeah. Yeah, there's a point there, I think. Sorry. Um, I think in our preview, we said they've got to go defence. Like, if you look at their stats last season, it was, you know, it was clearly, um, there was clearly positions of need there. You know, you've got Jeremiah Rusu Koromosu on the board. He would have been a better pick then. And they could have used um, second round pick, third round pick to goal line. Just even someone like Trevon uh, Merig, the safety, would be would have been a better position, a uh, better pick. So I get like they do need the offensive line, like, line. So I suppose some points for actually getting a position of need. But yeah, that it's just baffling. It should have been defense all the way for me there. Completely agree. I mean, when you've got like Quitty Pie, who was still there as well, uh, mm. and then yeah. goes at 21 to the Colts, who I believe have got an absolute steal at 21 mm. there. You know, they they played an absolute blinder. Caleb Farley as well. Caleb Farley at 22 to the Titans is brilliant. That was literally the one I was just about to mention, Ollie. I mean, yeah, obviously he had his he had his injury issues, but you know, far from them, a lot of people were saying that he was cornerback one. You know, so that could be a real sniff at 22 for the Titans. And just a position of need for them as well. Yeah, exactly. We've uh, matched up Corey Jackson going to the Giants. <laughs> Boom. Um, let's think of some other teams. So, Buff- Buffalo, I was really intrigued by the Buffalo choice. I think uh, picking at 30, they've got a pretty well rounded team, probably one of the best in the NFL. But Gregory Russo fell to them. And again, I thought he was going to go a lot sooner than he did. Olivia, what are your thoughts on, on that move? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think I've said before that the Bills can afford to go for best player available in their eyes. They're in a position where they've got a brilliant team and they're in a position where they can go for raw potential and physicality. And I think Russo is definitely um, fits that uh, fits that profile. I think his draft stock has dropped quite over the few weeks quite a lot whether through injuries and you know production in college and numerous reasons but he's still a first rounder I thought he was a first rounder and I think I think the Bills is a very nice position for him I think you he absolutely needs a decent coaching staff to get the best out of him and I think the Bills they've took a flyer on him I think to an extent I don't think it's like a bizarre pick by any stretch of the imagination and he can do very very well under the right guidance but equally he, it's you know there's a quite a significant chance he's a bust but you know I'm not, I'm not going to doubt the bills on this one the, you know brilliant coaching staff so yeah it'll be interesting to see how he gets on hopefully not very well you know obvious spies but yeah I'd like to know what other people think of it because he is quite divisive um he is a uh, he has caused um, some debate so I was like to know what you think of it to be honest I really like it because he's a project and I know he needs to improve on his first step so I'm interested how they're going to coach him up and improve mm. him so I think it's quite a good good pick for them I'm not expecting him to start next year I think he could sort of rotate in but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how he develops for him I like it as a move I thought um, 
Personally, I thought he'd go before that. Um, so I think it's a nice little pickup. The only possible area I thought the Bills might also look at would be running back. But I think the Jaguars kind of done them there by taking Travis uh, St. Etienne. I think that's his name. Um, yeah, that was quite a weird pick as well. Sorry to interrupt. But, no, um, I actually didn't see it marked anywhere. It was no. weird, but then you look at it now with um, who I thought they were going to take at 25, Trayvon Morig. He's still there mm. and they've got the first pick tonight. I actually think yeah. it's quite sensible. Looking yeah, at it even, anyway. I think the strangest thing about it, I don't know if anyone caught it, was Urban Meyer's comments afterwards that said he'll be a great third down running back. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just, to me, that was strange. Why are you taking a first round running back if they're going to be on the field for, not primarily, but for third down? I thought that was quite a strange pick. Obviously, you've got the cleansing connection, but um, yeah, it was quite, that was quite weird to me, but um, I thought, I thought I, it would fall to the Bills, yeah. I thought they were going to go receiver the Jags at that pick. Mm. I mean, I yeah, don't mind it because it eats into uh, James Robinson for our fantasy league. Mm. Oh, well, I'm not keeping him anymore. He's long gone. <laughs> so, you know, he's not being kept for $10, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, Rollo, you don't seem too convinced, mate. Uh, uh, not on either of those that we've just talked about. Gregory Rousseau, for me, was a, was a mid-second rounder. Mm. But then, what you, I suppose, when a guy is that raw, you think, 30th pick and and it's such a big thing to have that extra one year option as a first rounder because with a player like that who obviously clearly needs development you've bought yourself an extra year effectively uh which i do really like so i mean i mean you can't complain about him going at the back of the first round but uh i just think he's got a long way to go but exactly as olivia said like i couldn't think of a better coaching staff to go to if they can get ed oliver and gregory Rousseau. Run up and running and 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 feasting, then yeah, that's that's a that's a scary pair of uh, of defensive linemen. Most of his pressures and most of his um kind of production came from kind of the kind of rushing inside. So I guess they've got to try and see if they can kind of get him developing some pass rushing moves and get kind of getting himself around the outside and stuff like that. Because I don't know how he's going to do uh, up against kind of NFL level uh, O lines. But fair play, I think on the I think the ETN pick was one of the worst one of the worst of the of the round. I totally understand him being a first-round player, but it just seems like such a luxury pick for a team who are picking first overall. Like, they're not a good team. I know they've got Trevor Lawrence, but I just don't, I just don't think they're... I just don't think they're a good enough team to be picking a running back in the first round. Yeah, do you know what? I think, it's, for me, it's, it's controversial. Like, if I... Because I had him picking Mo Rig at 25, because they, they badly need a safety. But now he's there at... 33 obviously the first pick tonight i don't look at it as such a bad move whereas if he'd have gone then yeah maybe definitely oh, yeah. it would have been an absolute shocker oh hindsight's a, a great thing but i just think yeah. they, they could have they could have gone receiver there they could have gone almost any position on the roster they could have gone o-line you know they, they could have looked to kind of shore up further on on the o-line for trevor rather than picking a running back i, I just thought i just thought it was a i just thought it was a weird move um, is, maybe they're looking at the fact they pick yeah. at 33 and 45 and 65, I think. Uh, I mean, they've, got, they've got an absolute ton of picks um, and they're going to be good players up until that point. Oh, yeah. Fill, yeah. fill these needs. Um, I doubt that, but you, could, but you could have had a running back a little bit further down there and, and, you, and you know, you could, have take, you could have taken a guy that's maybe second or third at his position 
you know, at the peak they took ETN, uh, and then they could have come back and got maybe the fourth or fifth running back. Whereas, whereas now you're probably looking at uh, maybe uh, if you're going to take, I mean, Mayrig's a, a really good player, but then you think if you're then looking at O line or receiver, there's probably a few more down the list gone by the time they're next on the clock. I just feel like they would have been better served by taking one of the higher mm. ranked guys in one of those positions than a running back. But yeah. MVP. ETN MVP. Oh, yeah, he's definitely an MVP and offensive rookie of the year next season. So, you know, we're going to look like right tits here. Um, Just me. Talking of tits, uh, the Green Bay Packers picked up a cornerback to really help out Aaron Rodgers um, and his offense. Um, so he's going to be even more annoyed than he is now. But somebody made a good point on a draft last night that the Packers offense was the best offense in football last year. How much help does it actually need? Whereas that cornerback room does need a lot of help. Um, other than Jair Alexander, who's an outstanding corner, they didn't really have anyone else. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts on it? I was very surprised, probably as much as you all were when they took him. But you're sort of you're sort of giving them logic for the pick, um, and it's sort of making a bit more sense. I haven't really thought about it. Maybe that's what he needs, but you think they'd listen to Rogers if he's this close to actually leaving the team as we record? Yeah, but as I say, I mean, what can Rogers say? Uh, I'm not happy with my offense. And the Packers will say to him, "Well, it was the best one in football." You know, well, I, I don't. I know it was probably the best one in football because of Aaron Rodgers and the plays that he made. But there's not too much you can say. Like their receivers kind of did pick up the ball. Um, it well, apart from Marcus Valdez Scantling, who dropped it a lot. But the rest of them were actually quite good. And Ollie, I don't know what your thoughts on on it are, but um, I, th- I thought it was a sensible pick, really. Um, yeah, I mean, they brought back, you know, my guy Aaron Jones. That's a massive weapon for Rogers. Um, I mean, would drafting a receiver really make him stay? I don't think so. I think they've got to do what's best for the team, and you know, shore up that defense. And yeah. I mean, I mean, if if Rogers does leave, you're going to need a, a good defense. If Jordan loves your quarterback, very true. I always forget about Jordan Love, the forgotten man. Um, it's a nice segue to move on to the Aaron Rodgers story, which obviously broke just before the draft, which is incredibly convenient for a man that loves the attention. Um, He's you know, in jeopardy, you could say. Oh, that is good. What um, is a terrible joke? Nice, I like it. Um, yeah, no, a lot of a lot of talk coming out before the draft, obviously about Rogers um, and the fact that he wasn't happy. He hasn't been happy for weeks. They're not giving him the contract that he wants. Um, and then a list of teams came out of the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Raiders of the of the only teams that he'll go to. Um, the 49ers called up. John Lynch was on the phone. Called up. They said no, not going to happen. Offered the third overall pick. When did these calls take place? Because it does seem very convenient that this all broke right before the draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was planned. It was a planned, you know, planned of when to do it. But I think it was quite poorly planned because if you're going to try and get someone to do it in a draft, you don't do it an hour before the draft actually happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to put these feelers out quite a, you know, a few weeks beforehand. Yeah, but then if, if you say Rogers is unhappy, he's available, you've lost a lot of leverage there. So... Different True. One. True. It was a weird one though, because I don't know about you, Ollie, but I, you know, I was convinced that the Broncos were going to take a quarterback at nine, and then it just kind mm. of all feels a bit strange with this Rogers thing. Him saying that he likes the Broncos. There was a tweet that came out before the draft saying that the deal was close, 
It's all a bit and odd. The thing is, like they were talking about it on um, GMFB this morning or lunchtime here. Um, what is he? Thirty-eight years old. Like, how many years as an elite quarterback does he have left? I mean, maybe he's Brady and he goes for six, seven more years. But you know, if if they're presumably looking for multiple first rounders, that's a lot to give up for someone as old as he is. I mean, yeah, he's the MVP. He's still in his prime, but you don't know whether he's going to drop off. Fair point. Maybe the Broncos were looking at the Peyton Manning scenario, where they picked him up for the last few years, won a Super Bowl, and that was it. I mean, that could easily I mean, happen. We've said that you know they've got a good roster and they're sort of a quarterback away. Um, and I think, yeah, it's quite surprising that they, you know, if they weren't taking a quarterback at nine, I would have had them trading down. So are they going to roll with Drew Locke? I don't know. Uh, Ted, yeah, Teddy, Teddy or Drew, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Teddy's there. Yeah, Teddy's there, which kind of made sense. But then, again, Teddy's not a quarterback that is going to be there for years. He's, he's another quarterback who just, like Dalton, takes up one-year deals now at, at places. He's not going to be your quarterback of the future. Um, Liam, obviously, you know, we're NFC North fans or fans of teams in the NFC North, should I say. Um, we obviously want to see Rogers go because he kills our teams every year. But do you realistically think that that's going to happen? I'm unsure. I think if he leaves, this is probably his biggest chance. I think he either leaves or he stays now for the end of his career. But I think we all know as much as each other what he's actually going to do. Um I know friend of the show, Chris Ellis, would be quite pleased if our only listener uh, would be pleased if he could get him into the Broncos. So, Yeah, a lot of money to take on. Yeah, apparently he wants, is it 37 million or 39 million? I mean, don't we all? But... <laughs> Fair point. Also, that seems quite, am I the only one who thinks that seems quite cheap? <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you could, I know it sounds really weird, but because he's the reigning MVP and I look at players like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's getting paid 26 million, this year, that kind of feels quite cheap to me. I know it's not my money, so I can I can splash it wherever I want. It depends yeah. what happens with the cap next year, doesn't it? I suppose. And then he's a baller, you know. He, I mean, he, he's worth that money, but you've got to put. He's got to go into the right into the right place. The Broncos, the Broncos look a really good team. I mean, what they would. I don't want to. I don't want to crap on everybody in the draft, basically, apart from us. But I don't. I didn't think corner was the was the was the play for them last night. But but anyway, obviously by not going QB, I guess they thought they were they were kind of really in on the on the Rogers sweepstakes. But yeah, we'll see what happens. He's, he's legit. He's worth that money. But yeah, you've got to think quite a lot of his game is based on his kind of mobility, right? Being able to kind of maneuver the pocket and get out and about. And you think it's quite a different game to Brady. I know obviously he can fling it and he's you know he's got the accuracy, but you've got to think kind of how how much for, how much longer can he kind of keep that part of his game going if he's thirty seven and going to be thirty eight by the time the season rolls around. Um, how much longer is that going to last? Being able to kind of uh, manoeuvre around and and uh, and break off runs and stuff when he needs to, but he's you know I mean he's he's clearly he's clearly still a you know a top three QB in the NFL and probably will be for the next two or three years. So somebody's somebody if somebody gets him, I'd love to see him in the Broncos. I think it'd be really interesting because um, it'd be nice for the Broncos to go back to the playoffs. Didn't they break a record for being the team to get to win the Super Bowl and then not make the playoffs since or something five, weird five like that? Like, they just yeah. falling off a cliff? Um, I think it'd be cool to see, but I don't think he goes. I think he, I think he stays with, with, with Green Bay. And I really like their pick last night. I thought, I think Stokes is, is a, is a really good corner. Like it's like, how far can you go with kind of trying to appease, um, 
appease Rogers whilst at the same time saying that we've got we've basically got one cornerback. So whoever's not matched up with Jair Alexander is going to have a field day. Get Stokes in there, who's a burner, uh, fits their scheme really well. Um, and and then come back and come back and pick up maybe pick up a weapon for him tonight. Um I, <laughs> What I like is the idea because he put the Raiders on his list of teams. Yeah. As if him turning up with Alex Leverwood and thinking, "What the fuck <laughs> have I done?" Him? <laughs> I wondered that. Why on earth would the Raiders on that list? Like, does he just want to go to Vegas? They seem to pop up on a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of lists of, play, of landing yeah. spots. I think they're on Wilson's list as well. It's an attractive proposition. Like the Raiders are a franchise, and everyone knows the Raiders. Like I've got a Raiders T-shirt. I'm sure there's a lot of other people. I see people all the time with Raiders stuff. It's a franchise more than anything. And what are the um, what are the taxes like in Las Vegas? Is that is that a big <laughs> selling point? Shout. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, the point it probably is. Or housing? Any. Is there cheaper housing out there or something? I don't think he's been worried about cheap housing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 37, time, 38 yeah. million dollars a year. He's looking for a right move, thinking, what can I fill? Yeah, I need a one-bed condo. Uh, <laughs> what a near the city centre. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, sorry, go on, go on. sorry. I was just wanting to make the point about, um, I think this is more comment on the NFL fandom, as you know, sometimes it can get quite toxic in certain situations. And I really do feel for Jordan Love and now Eric Stoke because their selections have kind of been overshadowed. You know, these two people didn't ask to be drafted by, you know, Green Bay. They didn't ask, well, Love didn't ask to be traded up. Um, You know, and it's kind of now it's all shadowed by, well, it was the wrong pick, you know. um, Rodgers is gone because of this. And I just couldn't imagine, I know the millionaires and such, but I couldn't imagine being in Jordan Love's position and just having what well, seems like everyone just slating you and you haven't even played a snap of football. Yeah, I'm not saying really it was the right pick. It was it wasn't, but you know, at the end of the day, he didn't determine that. And now, if Rogers leaves, or if he doesn't, you know, either way, he's going to yeah. have to deal with that situation and that fallout, and it's going to be really toxic and. I really feel bad for this. You know, Stokes has now got overshadowed. You know, shouldn't have been a CB. And obviously, Green Bay being that big of a team, the attention is going to be quite negative. And, you know, it is going to be quite an echo chamber. So I do feel bad in that respect. And I think it's quite the negative side of um, of the pressure boiler that is the NFL and, you know, the fans really being so into it. So, like, um, yeah. Yeah, end of the day, these, yeah. like we, these are commodities, and they're being traded and stuff. But they're mm. people, right? They are people in exactly, the day, aren't they? Yeah. Like, uh, it's, sometimes you kind of lose lose sight of that when you're kind of you know trying to work out whether they're going to kind of trade up for this geezer that's ranked 132nd or 94th or yeah. whatever. It's like at the end of the day, it's a person in it. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, we, we said before about like two are being written off after half a year, whatever. Mm. But like, this is serious knee jerk reactions. This is not even yeah. 24 hours later. I don't know, a part of me thinks that, you know, this happened with Rogers in 2005 and Brett Favre. Mm. You know, he got picked at 24. Mm. It wasn't, you know, the most fashionable pick. And obviously, we all know what happened with Favre after that. And Aaron Rodgers becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. You know, I know what Green Bay are like, and they pick good quarterbacks. It would not surprise me if Jordan Love turns into a superstar quarterback, because it just wouldn't. And what these good players do, and what the best players do in any sport is use the, the hate that they get from the fans or from anyone and turn mm-hmm. it into motivation and use it to be better players. 
And I've got no doubt that Jordan Love will do exactly the same thing that Rogers did in 2005 because it's the way that Green Bay work. It's the way that, you know, good players work. And from what we all saw of him at college, he looked like a very good quarterback. And if they do roll with him in 2021, then yeah, go for it. But I completely agree with you, Olivia. I think it's ridiculous to give these players hates after, you know, not playing a single snap. But I hope they use it as motivation mm. to then go out there and prove these people wrong. It's the best thing they can do. It's like if you're undrafted, you know. Absolutely, um, yeah. You've got to show these. T- like Tom Brady, perfect example, picked 199th overall. I know, Liam, you don't want to talk about him, but he used that motivation <laughs> and became the best quarterback of all time. And that is what the best players do. And I hope that works out with Jordan Love. And yeah, but actually, no, I don't. I hope he goes not on 16. But um, it will <laughs> it will work out for him because he's a Green Bay quarterback, pretty much. <laughs> Did you see the stat last night? Apparently, the best three Green Bay quarterbacks of all time have not been there more than 16 years. So that's quite an interesting one. Yeah, they've just got a knack of... They've got a brilliant mm. knack of picking quarterbacks the Steelers have got a brilliant knack of picking wide receivers you know the Bears have got a brilliant knack of picking defensive players it's it's just it's weird how it works with some teams and it doesn't with the others it's it's really strange but it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Rogers situation I don't think too much will change in the next week or so but I'm willing to be proved wrong um okay so finally we're moving into round two and three tonight um, obviously, all our teams are picking again. I just wanted to get um, your own thoughts of where you want to go as a team um, in round two and three and what you'd be happy with. So, uh, Liam, I'll start with you as a Vikings fan. So, we're not picking in round two. So, we've got quite a weight. Um, I think we need to try and go D-line, safety, maybe someone else on O-line. But I think we're going to use that extra pick that we got to trade back up tonight. I'm probably going to be proved completely wrong here, but I think that's why we've got it. You've got some good ammo with, with what have you got? You've got, I mean, what, four third rounders? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you probably will trade up. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Um, uh, Olivia, as a Jets fan, what, what else do you want to see? Yeah, I think we're in a great position at the minute. So we don't have our three, uh, two third rounders, thanks to Liam. Um, <laughs> but we are picking 34. <laughs> yes, yes, I uh, can't complain. Worth we it. are picking 34, <laughs> yeah. And there's still some first round talent there, you know, like I said. And for the need for the Jets, so just some names, Odjolari, um, I think, Arusu Koromoa, who I'm really big on, wide receivers, you know, Elijah and Rondell Moore, Kevin Jenkins. For me, I'm absolutely shocked he didn't go around one. So I can totally see the Jets picking there. You know, that O-line could be really nasty next season. But there's also the temptation of trading down, getting back into the third round. And I'm sure there'll be teams phoning up Joe Douglas, wanting to get some of that top-end talent, which is still there. I think we're in a nice situation. I think we can't really go wrong. Again, this is the Jets. So I say that with a massive amount of, you know, kind of um, <laughs> hesitation. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And not just the Jets. I think that they get, like I said, some brilliant players on the board. And I'll be fascinated to see where they go. And it'll be an interesting one for quarterbacks tonight. Keep an eye on Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond. It's just, it's an absolute toss-up at the minute, I think, where they go. But I do think they'll go round two, latest round three. So I don't know what other people think about that but I think it'll be really really fascinating night tonight 
Isn't it Davis Mills from Stanford as well? Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I don't. I personally don't like him. I think. I mean, not as a person, as a player. <laughs> um, you like his curse? he's listening. Yes, yeah. I bet he has one because no. I think there's a lot of hype recently. I think he can definitely go around two. I don't have him as a round two player, but I don't know anything. So yeah, with whatever team gets him, he's a really dynamic. Only eleven starts in college, I believe. Only eleven games played. That's a big red flag. But he it would be very interesting if he goes the first quarterback off the board tonight. But yeah, one certainly one to look out for. I think you're right there, mention uh Mills. Nice stuff. Ollie. Steelers, I'm guessing it has to be offensive line or nothing, really. Uh, yeah, hopefully once, if not twice. Uh, it depends how the board falls, but I'd love to see someone like Landon Dickerson or Creed Humphrey. Mm. Uh, God, feeling they might be gone. Um, just hope someone falls to them. Um, if they don't go with both picks, uh, probably some depth at edge rusher. Um, so they picked up Highsmith in the third round last year, I think. Second or third round last year. Alex Highsmith, yeah. Good yeah, pretty nice debut season. So if they could find someone else like him, that'd be good. Nice. Yeah, I think you'll be fine at, at 20. You might even have to trade up, but it'd be a trade worth doing for a good offensive tackle, really, or a guard. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the right move. Um, Rollo, how about you and your Giants, mate? Yeah, I um, man, I feel so optimistic. It's so weird as a Giants fan. Like, I honestly don't. I don't think we can. I don't think we can go too far wrong. I said it yesterday as well. I mean, provided it's not a QB, a safety or a running back, um, I kind of feel pretty happy with with anybody that we take. Uh, Even saying that, I think there there could be a running back that we look at a little bit further on in the draft, maybe maybe not until kind of the um, fifth or sixth round, but not not quite yet. But uh, I I honestly, I don't think we can go far far wrong uh, with anybody. I mean, I think the the sneaky guy for me, that I, I'm kind of keeping half an eye on is Pat Frymuth, the uh, tight end mm, out of Penn State. Yeah. I've just got a, I've got a sneaky feeling that we we might be we might be in the game for a tight end who can actually catch uh, would be really nice. I like him. Are you um, slagging off your Pro Bowl tight end in Evan Ingram? Pro Bowl. I mean, everyone voted for him to go to the Pro Bowl. What? <laughs> What the hell? What the hell? But anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think Frymuth could be a sneaky player there for us. But I mean, um, looking at kind of like the the kind of top ten or so available, where you've got obviously, I, I, I mean, Merrick, we don't need a safety. He won't, he won't be there by the time we pick anyway. Um, <coughs> Jok, Jok would be absolutely the number one player for me I mean, to try and get. I, don't know I just how don't he's think still available. He, he he won't he won't be there in ten picks time. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna go in the top five of this round. I would I would assume uh, Ojolari could could. Could sneak to us. I, I I really like Ojolari. Uh, in our kind of mock that we in our little draft that we did as a group uh, a few weeks ago, I, I traded down with the Bears um, and uh, and took uh, Ojolari at twenty. So I think he, if he's there at forty two, then um, then party time. Asante Samuel as a corner. You know we could be looking at corner again. Um, make a strength even stronger. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think we can go too far wrong to be honest. I really don't. Good stuff. Um, I guess as a Bears fan, uh, three positions of real need, offensive tackle, uh, wide receiver and cornerback. So you mentioned a lot of the players that I'd like to see there. If someone like, um, it's unlikely, but a Rondell Moore or even Elijah Moore fell at 52, I think, happily take them. Um, offensive tackle, you can't really go too wrong in a second round, I don't think. And 
cornerback you know Asante Samuel will be amazing I don't think he falls but there's still a lot of good players there and you know no matter what happens I'm just going to be happy for the rest of the thing because mm-hmm. I, I got what I wanted in round one and I'm pretty sure we're all pretty happy with how things have gone so far you know we're not Raiders fans so <laughs> it's, it's all gone pretty well um yeah all right I think that rounds it up quite nicely um Ollie I assume you're not staying up tonight no Tired. <laughs> <laughs> Sensible man, he really is. I was going to just mention about that. our uh, our oh, mock yeah. we did on the previous show. Oh yeah, how do we do? Um, yeah, not great. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did miscount as well, um, so I had us pegged a bit better than we actually did. Um, so on a recount, five out of thirty-two for a fifteen point six percent strike. The worrying part of that is that. The first two are quite obvious. So really, we, we were yeah, three, so we got, we were we three, got three out of 29. <laughs> we got one, two, and four. Um, then we got 18 and 27. Oh, Christ. Um, but yeah, in that sort of uh, early teens, uh, not great. That's not pretty shit, isn't it, really? <laughs> I mean... I asked you earlier for extra points for the Bears trading up, but, you know, it wasn't my fault I picked Mac Jones in it. I didn't have Justin Fields as an option, you know. I I mean, come on. You say, I, you say- I think Mac Jones going to the Patriots as well, just to mention it. You know, they just sat there and he's just fallen to them and they're loving it. Yeah, he's such a Bill, yes. I'm surprised we didn't mention it earlier. He's such a Bill, Bill Belichick player. And I don't want to slag him off. I don't know him, but um, I said it on our chat earlier. Just looks like the most MAGA bloke ever. Like mm. absolute, absolute MAGA, MAGA Mac. <laughs> Did you see make, the walk? Make the Patriots the great again. Yeah, the walk. <laughs> the walk, yeah. Brilliant. Oh. That walk is so Patriots. And he was the only player there to get booed. So <laughs> yeah. absolutely perfect. Um, all right, lovely stuff. Uh, thank you all for joining. Um, really appreciate it. It was a, a good chat, considering we're all pretty knackered. So yeah, good stuff. Um, ben, Olivia, thank you for joining again. Yeah, no, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. And uh, Ollie, Liam, um, yeah, cheers for joining. Thanks, mate. Cool. And um, Liam, I don't know if you do want to do the socials quickly before. They know the usual places where to hit us up. Like I love the effort he puts into that. Really <laughs> Four hours sleep. Right? Up the show nicely. Hit yeah. us on the Facebook, the Twitter. Come on, let's do it. MySpace, Bebo, Reddit. MSN Messenger. Yeah, we'll take it all. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, thank you for joining and thank you for listening. Enjoy the draft.